What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Against the Flow. This is the 13th episode. And for today's episode, I'm going to be having a special guest. And this guest is another producer that I connected with at the Houston Cymatics networking event. And I know I've made a few episodes with some of the producers I've met there, but it was just a great opportunity and I had a lot of fun and I did meet a lot of people. So I just want them to share their story and give advice so that they can help out everybody that's listening. So with that being said, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, leave a rating. I want to know what you guys think. And also don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Yeno Sounds. And you can reach me on my email at yenosounds at gmail.com. So let's get into another episode of Against the Flow. All right, so we are back. We are doing it, the 13th episode of Against the Flow. And I have my good friend here, Drift. How are you doing today, man? What's good, man? I'm doing awesome. How are you? Can't complain. <laughs> I heard that. Yeah. So we met at the Cymatics networking event in Houston, and it all started when you made a compliment about my backpack, and then we just hit it off pretty well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I was uh, I was there, and uh, you know, it's it's kind of I was like figuring out a way to break the ice with somebody. I was like looking around, and I saw you just chilling by yourself, and I'm like, oh, you got a you got the same backpack or like that Herschel. Mm-hmm. So I just uh, hollered at you, like, hey, man, is that the same backpack I got? And then we just started chopping it up from there, man. And it just became, it was really natural and organic from that point. Yeah. Yeah, when I was there, it was kind of hard to to network. I feel like a lot of people, like the producers that went, I feel like everyone had their own reasons to go. I mean, because um, a lot of people um, that I saw there, they were by themselves the entire time. And mm. it's not until you put yourself out there and then that's when you start making those connections, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, that's what, uh, like when I, I, you know, it's kind of weird. Like as artists, I think we're naturally all introverts anyways. So like having a networking event is kind of kind of weird for us, especially since we're all like usually kind of just chill and, you know, shy a little bit. But uh but it was cool, man. And uh, I came in there with like one in- with intention of I gotta meet at least like two solid people. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and I was it was a little it was a little scary. Uh, I went with my girlfriend um, as my little wingman and stuff. But uh, yeah, nah, bro. Uh, as soon as we broke the ice, though, man, and and we started talking, I already knew like it was the vibe because you know we started. You you used Ableton. I was like, fuck yeah! I need somebody who uses Ableton. <laughs> Everybody uses FL Studio. I was like, yes. And then we started talking. You showed me your track. I thought it was dope. Then we, I showed you some of my stuff, and it was just it was just cool from that point on, man. Yeah, I totally agree, man. I mean, like I made a lot of connections, but I feel like I didn't really connect with them like on a different level. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, like you can follow each other on Instagram and all that stuff, but to keep up with them and keep in touch and you know talk on a deeper level it's like it's a different kind of connection you know yeah yeah you know and those that deeper connection is not going to happen with just everybody you meet you know but when you do meet somebody you you connect with genuinely on a more deeper level man you gotta you gotta nurture that yeah for sure so let's get into your backstory how did you get into music 
how did you find your way into the music production world? Oh, shit. I've low-key been, like, singing since I was, like, seven years old. And uh, that was, like, my first time ever being on some music shit, singing, like, covers to R&B songs in the, in the 90s. Uh, and then, uh, but really, I got serious. I started taking music more serious, and I really fell in love with it when I was 12, when I fell in love with hip-hop music, and I started listening to... I think the first song that sparked everything off was Forgot About Dre by Eminem and uh, Dr. Dre. I heard that shit and I was like, yo, this shit's amazing. And then from that point on, I started diving into hip hop music. And then I just randomly just one day I decided to write some stuff on paper and I was writing raps and the raps and the storytelling and the rhyme form patterns just came so easily in second nature to me. So I was like, yo, this is amazing. I fell in love and I was so enamored right then and there that I decided that I wanted to make music for the rest of my life. Point out, I never, I never changed my mind. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, and that was just on the rapping, writing tip. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, man. And then from that point on, uh, high school, just freestyling. I was like, I was like the most popular rapper in my whole high school and shit in California. And then, uh, from that point on, I came back to Chicago. I, uh, I met a guy who's my one of my best friends now. His name's uh, Steve Esteban, and uh, M.E. is his artist name. And we started cooking, man. And from that point on, I started taking music more serious. And that was in like in 2010. You know what I'm saying? Low-key been a minute. But uh, yeah, and then the production side of things just recently started about five months ago. You know, like seriously. I started making beats and stuff. But I've been rapping and writing and, you know, ghostwriting and making songs and stuff like that since, really seriously, since like 2010. Mm-hmm. So, like, how did that shift happen from being an artist and being a writer, um, like a singer-songwriter, to production? Well, you know, the whole time I was rapping and making songs with my guys, we were getting, like, beats off SoundClick. SoundClick was the wave at the time, and we'd have to get beats off these producers, and, you know, we'd be digging. Sometimes you got to dig, 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 and listen to so many beats before you find something that strikes, you know? So it was like, it, over time, it became uh, tedious and became kind of frustrating spending hours on websites trying to find good beats that match what you're trying to do and your type of sound and your type of quality. And we always were frustrated. And we didn't have any in-house producers. We didn't know any producers. And when we did have producers in, in-house, they couldn't deliver the type of quality we wanted. So it just was like a long time coming, man. Like, And low-key, I've been like a beatboxer. And like whenever me and my guys would have ciphers, I'm beatboxing. I'm banging on the, on the soda machine. So I always naturally had the inclination to be a producer and make beats and stuff like that. But I was always just lazy. And, you know, and I didn't know, any, I didn't know anybody to teach me production. Because, you know, jumping into a DAW for the first time, especially before YouTube was heavy like that, it was just, like, daunting. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, but after a while, though, man, honestly, recently I got to the point, really in the beginning of 2019, I decided I, I want to take beats more serious. But I really, until, like, September of 2019, I started being real serious. And, mm-hmm. um... But yeah, bro, the real reason was, man, sick and tired of having to dig and search for, for beats from producers who don't give a shit about you as an artist. They just want, like, the sale. You don't really got that connection with the producer, or build a, can't build a relationship. Then mixed with that, it's like, if I can learn to do this shit myself, I can make the beats that I like, that we like, for ourselves, 
So now I learn a new skill. I make the beats in-house. Then we record the songs. It's just a win-win-win because all across the board, we make everything an in-house powerhouse type thing. Right. Uh, Instead of having to outsource beats, now it's in-house because we're writers. We write R&B, hip-hop, anything. You know what I'm saying? So now that we can produce and I started taking production seriously, I think it's going to take me and my team to a different place, man. And that was really really the goal was to be able to produce my own songs, produce songs for like my team so that, you know, we don't have to be out here searching. I really like that because um, it's pretty cool that instead of trying to find that perfect beat, it's like um, you took matters into your own hands and, and you had the vision, like you had the, like the plan for it. And then like, you just did it, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, it wasn't easy. Don't get, don't you know, don't get it wrong. It took, it was a long time coming before I got to this point. Like now, I'm super serious, super consistent, making beats. Like you've seen me on Instagram and posting stuff like, oh, every day, every other day on my story, a new beat. Uh, but man, it took a minute. It took a minute before I got to this point, man. I uh, finally got to the point where I was just sick of my own bullshit and my own excuses and my own laziness, and I was just like. You know, I keep hearing about consistency. I keep hearing about discipline. I keep hearing about do it every day. Boom, boom, boom. Keep it consistent. And I was like, I was kind of consistent here and there, but never like every single day. Like so far I'm on, I'm like 40, I'm like 50 days straight of making a beat every day and meditating every day. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm already feeling the difference, seeing my progression, you know, uh, production wise increasing my other producer friends like yo you're progressing i'm like that's cool man it's cool you know what i'm saying but it was a long time coming bro it you know sometimes that happens for artists because we're low-key stubborn because to be an artist you got to be a stubborn motherfucker anyway because everybody's going to tell you that your dream ain't real right i think we're all and if if you're any type of real artist and you're really pursuing it you're a stubborn motherfucker because you ain't you got to be stubborn to not let the doubters and people around you make you stop so you kind of stubborn and i always had that stubbornness too but sometimes that stubbornness could be also has it's a double-edged sword because mm-hmm. then you're stubborn and you don't want to fucking get your ass up and go hard go harder you know what i'm saying or try harder so for the longest time i was lazy in, in that regard and now i'm just let's get it man let's go like no more fuck around you know no more fucking around yeah it's all about how you use what you have though i mean like you can be stubborn and you can have your friends telling you to stop watching Netflix, stop doing this, stop doing that. And you're like, no, this is my process, whatever. But to use your stubbornness in a way to benefit yourself, I think that's really powerful right there. Yeah, bro. It's something I read in a, in a book called, I think it's called Do the Work. It's by Stephen Pressfield. He's the dude who wrote the, a book called The War of Art, which is like the artist's Bible. Every artist, I'm going to show what kind of artist you are, read The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. But in uh, his other book, Do the Work, he's, he says a couple things to help you stay on the path and continue to do your, your work as an artist. He says, be stubborn. Stay stubborn and stay stupid. You know, because when you're stubborn, that's what's going to keep you going. Your stubbornness won't, will not allow you to quit. You just, you're, you just be stubborn and don't, and don't give up. And be, he says, stay stupid, meaning like always be open to learning something. You know what I'm saying? Don't ever think you, you know, you got it all figured out. Stay stubborn and stay stupid because those two things make you 
make you act. Like you remember when you were younger? Like mm -hmm. the younger you were, the more impulsive you were, the more you'll 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 leap off a of passion before you do any research or knowledge just because you know, I heard a quote some once it was um ignorance on fire is better than knowledge on ice. You know, you get me? And it means like ignorance on fire is better than knowledge on ice, meaning you don't know a lot, but you're fucking on fire and your your will to make something happen is so big that it, it, it burns a path right. rather than knowledge on ice, which is just, you know, a bunch of shit, you're fucking book smart, whatever the fuck, but you never use it to actually take action in the field. You yeah. Feel me? Yeah. So yeah, man, uh, stay stubborn, bro. You know, stay stubborn, stay stupid. Yeah. I totally agree. Cause I just recently started uploading YouTube videos pretty consistently. And that feeling of pressing upload, that final button and have it upload and getting like two or three views. A lot of people would get discouraged, but I learned to accept the fact that this is how it's supposed to be. I'm not going to expect a million plays or like a million views on a video. Uh, I mean, it's like Gary Vee says, people win the lottery too, but without hard work, you're not going to get to where you want to be. And when I see two or three views, I get excited like I get pumped to see those views because like if I were to have videos that hit like 100k uh, like 300k now I can always look back at those videos and say I didn't get lucky this was a lot of work to like sometimes skip my lunch break just to make beats film a video just put in that work and it took me a long time to actually love the process love the journey of getting to where I want to be. And I feel like a lot of people to have, you know, not hit your goals or, you know, not get the numbers or likes that they want, they get discouraged. And, and that's ultimately how they lose really. Like they, they see the numbers, they say it's not working and, and they give up. That's why consistency is so important because not only it teaches you like how to get better at whatever you're doing, but it trains your mind mentally to build a thicker skin to keep going. And like, there's just so much about consistency that is so slept on that people don't realize there's so much more than what other people see all the stuff about consistency. Most of the stuff, like the thing that I take from it is what it does to you mentally, like inside. Yeah. It's big. And it's like so true because like, I feel that now just being consistent for 50 days, uh, the difference in my will, the difference in like just my creativity. It's just, it's just, it's just, it does something. It's just, it, do, it definitely does something to you. It makes you have like a little more self-respect. It makes you like, it gives you more confidence too, because you know, you know what you, the work you're putting in. So now you walk a little more, just a little more confident. You speak with a little more confidence about what you're doing because you're putting in the work and you know it. And can nobody take those days away from you and those hours? Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's really just something for you to look in the mirror and be like, yep, you know what I'm saying? You're fucking doing it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and as far as like the other stuff you're talking about, as far as the views and the likes, yeah, you got to choose your battles wisely in this life, man. You got to choose your battles wisely and how you're going to gauge your the what metrics you're choosing to help gauge your trajectory. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
you're focused on the views. A lot of, and a lot of times you got to go from, you got to, we all start off. We start off focusing on the views and the fucking plays and the likes, you know, it's, it's, it's vanity metrics. It's, it's social, you know what I'm saying? And it's kind of like, and low key we're human. So we need people to witness, to bear witness to what we do to validate the reality of what we believe. Like, you know, you make the song, right? You believe it's dope, but you have to share it with others for them to say, tell you, yo, man, this is great. You know, and for you to kind of get the get the confirmation that you're on the right, you're doing something right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But but you got to be careful with that because you you don't want to keep all of your power and your you know and your heart and soul in the hands of others. You can't do that. That's why you got to be careful with the likes and the views, like especially in the beginning. You know, mm-hmm. snow the snowball effect. The snowball starts this big in your hand. It ends fucking humongous ass ball. You know what I'm saying? But nobody focuses on the snowball when it's small because, you know, they only see the big snowball. Yeah. After it's rolled down the hill, you know. But when you're starting out and you're being consistent, you know, it's, it's, it's knowing you have to focus on knowing that this snowball is going to get bigger. Yeah. And another thing about views and likes is if you aren't reaching the numbers that you're wanting, instead of complaining, put in more work, make more music make more beats, make more videos, put out more content. Yeah. Because if you're complaining and you're not getting the numbers you want and then you quit, then you're kind of setting yourself up for failure at that point. You only fail when you quit. Exactly. He who never quits always wins. If you never quit, you always win. That's mm-hmm. something I've believed. Even before I heard that quote from others, I just believed that in my soul since I was like young. If I never quit, I'm always gonna win, you know. And it's like, it's and, and it's facts, you yeah. know. And and uh, it's true. Consistency and volume. We're in an age of volume. You gotta put out a lot more content. You gotta can be consistent. You gotta you gotta prove and show that yo, I'm really about this. And you gotta be patient. Like you hear patience all the time. Gary Vee says patience. All these things are saying patience, patience. It's facts. Because when you're just starting out, how long a baby takes nine months inside the womb before it can come out. You can't have you can't have sex with your girlfriend. She's pregnant. Say, all right, baby, it's time to come out now. No, there's a process. There's a natural order to the way that that goes, just like there's a natural order to all nature in the universe. Grass grows at a certain pace. A tree is going to grow at a certain pace. You know, a human grows at a certain pace. A career grows at a certain pace. It doesn't just blink of an eye. You don't upload a video and go viral. And even if you get, did go viral, that's probably the worst thing that could happen to you is going viral before you got catalog and before you got consistency. Because then all they're going to remember is that, and now you don't have anything to follow up. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, consistency is everything because it's going to give you confidence. It's going to give you the catalog. It's all the ammunition you need. And once you and you build the practice of being consistent, it turns you into a whole other person. And now you're you're more of a machine for creating. And now you do that shit consistently for three months, six months, a year. You're ahead of everybody else who isn't consistent like that. Ninety nine percent of the world. And then you fall in love with the process. You're not looking for the million dollars or the million views. You're you're now in love with just doing what you're doing and your confidence is building. And, you know, deep down that it's only a matter of time. It's not about the when, it's about the what. 
do what you love and what you desire from it is going to come. It's just not up to you, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not up to you. You know, just like, you know, how you met your girlfriend. Like, that wasn't up to you. That's just cosmic shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, um, I heard from a friend that the money, it, it should be and it has to be a byproduct of, of what you love to do because it can't be the only reason it can't be the reason mm-hmm. i mean like the thing is in the beginning you think about the numbers and the money because that's how you will fund what you do yeah. but after you do it for so long and you're consistent you start to realize like this light bulb switch just it just goes off and you realize that and if you do it correctly you start to love it even if you don't have money uh, coming with it because I feel like a lot of the successful people they preach if you chase money it's not going to come to you but if you love the process and you love the journey then it's going to come to you naturally yeah because and 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 go a little deeper it's because if you love what you're doing you're going to do it with love and with care and with attention to detail and with uh, a standard of excellence you know like mm-hmm. If are you if you're gonna cook for your parents, are you just gonna throw some bullshit in the microwave? No, you have a different type of respect and care, and you want to put a different type of energy and effort into that process. Mm-hmm. You know, buy you know anniversary dinner with your girlfriend or some shit. Like, you ain't just gonna wing that shit. You know, it's like at the end of the day, when we love something, we put more attention into it. We put more focus into it. We put more detail into it. We put more energy into it. Which means, and that is what really creates the income or the money generated in the long run, because people will pay you for doing something very, very, very well. And how do you get to the point where you do something very, 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 very well? You have to love it. Because when you love it, you're going to fucking peel back every nook and cranny of that process to make it the best as you could possibly be. You're going to have a different standard and bar you set for yourself based on that love. You know what I'm saying? Just like your fucking first car. You was washing that shit every fucking all the time. You keeping that shit crispy clean. You know what I'm saying? Because you're like, man, I love this joint. You you, you know what I mean? You show mm-hmm. it a different kind of respect when you love it. And that type of energy you pour into it, uh, people notice it. They end up, they see the value in it because you've put so much value and, into it it's now a valuable commodity that people can consume and it brings value into their lives. And that's why they pay you money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Art, artists have a hard time understanding the business thing or they don't like it. But when, you, when it gets down to it, you have no choice but to understand business and think of your art in a way to make it a business if you want to earn money off it anyways. Otherwise, you can always work some fucking goofy job to pay your bills and then do this shit as a hobby. But if you think about it as a business, businesses... You got to have operations, got to create the product, then you got to market it and you get sales and sales equal to money that goes in your pocket and that pays your fucking bills so you can keep doing your shit. Mm -hmm. But what drives sales? Value. You got to provide value to people. You know, artists can be some fucking egotistical, we could be ridiculous and we could think our song is the best shit in the world and everybody should fucking love it. You know, who likes my, who, who, what's your demographic, man? Everybody, bro. No, asshole. Not everybody. You got to get your shit right. 
Mm-hmm. You got to understand who you really speak to because at the end of the day, your customer is the, uh, you know what I'm saying, is wh- whatever your music is saying, it's speaking to somebody. It, ha- it's, it has a certain vibe and energy and frequency to it. And you got to find people who relate to that frequency. And, you mar- and marketing is figuring out the best way to communicate that to the right, to those people who need to hear it. Mm-hmm. And, then, and the sales come from you providing the people who needed to hear it, heard it. It was of, of great value to them. And they don't give a damn about paying you 10 bucks for the CD or 50 bucks for the ticket. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because the value they got in, uh, in return seems greater. So that's why they give you money. Yeah. So it's, about, it's about providing value, man. Provide value to people, man. Artists, we be thinking that we're fucking high and mighty and we're, we're, we're gods and we make music and you should bow down to us. But nah, man. We're here, to, we're here to make what we make, share it with the right people who need to hear it, and then, you know, let them decide if it's valuable to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more because I was listening to a podcast the other day. Uh, shout out to Kyle Beats. Um, but he pretty much said that value, the value that you're talking about, it's, it's underrated. You know, when people buy something from you, you want to make it feel like you're not taking their money you want to feel like they are earning something they're they're getting something from it and not you know like like his metaphor was saying if you buy like a hundred dollar shoes from nike right a hundred dollars is a lot if you think in a perspective and you spend a hundred bucks on a meal or spend a hundred bucks on like a like a phone bill or whatever to you that's going to be a lot but if you were to buy something from nike that's a hundred bucks you're happy with your purchase. You wouldn't say Nike stole a hundred bucks from me. You would say, I like this product. I like it. I love it. I'm, I'm happy to bring it home with me. That's the thing that people don't realize because the moment people start seeing your product as such, that's how you know you got something good. But other than that, I feel like it's, it's, it's possible, but it's, it's a lot harder to communicate that value with your end consumer what do you mean it's hard to communicate that value as a musician or just like like anybody selling anything period because if if you it's like when someone buys from you right like to put into perspective i see if someone buys anything from anybody they work hard for their money and for them to spend their money on something that they want from you that you have to provide value for them to do so yeah, yeah, that's called, but and and that's that's marketing. That's why sales and marketing they go hand in hand. And you mm-hmm. know, motherfuckers don't, you know, people. You hear sales and marketing, and it's all like kind of this generalized term, but really, marketing is pretty much getting your message to the people who need to hear it, so that you can provide them the value that you have for yeah. them. You know what I'm saying? And then like, then there's sales. But uh, yeah, no, like every day we buy shit, bro. You you're wearing you're wearing a, a, a hoodie right now. You bought that with your own money, and you said, "Yo, this is worth what I'm spending on it right now." Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to concerts? Oh yeah. So, yeah, you'll pay hundred bucks, whatever the hell the price is, because the experience is worth more than the money to you. If mm-hmm. the if the experience is worth more to you than the money you will spend it happily that's the whole point the shoes they're worth you get you know what you, that hundred dollars that hundred dollars i could hold up the hundred dollar bill 
that's that hundred dollars bill doesn't hold as much value as me buying the shoes with it, and then I could wear the shoes, and then people would tell me, "Yo, those are some dope ass shoes, man." That's more valuable than that hundred dollar piece of paper. The mm-hmm. social validation I got mixed with how I like how they look and how they feel, it's a win 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 win. Right. When it comes to music, when when someone buys into an artist, they buy into their story, they buy yeah. into their consistency. You have to have a catalog more. You have a, You can't have. You're not gonna get a fan if you want, if you have less than three songs. You need three songs minimum, and to have, to even get anybody to be considering to be a fan of yours. Mm-hmm. So it requires already consistency, and then after that, um, yeah, man, it's just a. It's it's about why people buy into artists. They buy into their consistency. They buy into their story. And consistency is how you tell your story. Over time, I get you to know you better. Just like how you got to know your girlfriend over time. You know, that's how we get to know artists. We like kind of become, they kind of like our like our long our pen our long distance through the screen friends that we like so much. And mm-hmm. that's why we buy into. Them. That's why we buy their albums. That's why we stream their shit. That's why we buy the concert tickets. Because we feel connected to that artist for what comes out of their mouth and what, and what music they create for us. You know what I'm saying? And that's why we'll spend money on an artist. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, artists and producers, you understand, you got to have a story that connects to your, to your customer. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Your real customer. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Not who you think you should be buying. That's another thing. A lot of people are out here selling their shit to people who they think want it, but they don't. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's why you got to get out here in the field and practice because that's the only way you're really going to be able to gauge who's who and target your audience more effectively. But mm-hmm. yeah, we're talking about a lot of random shit. I'm going all over the place. But, oh, uh, I like it, man. It's, it's, it's natural conversation with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But man, it's marketing and sales, man. Artists got to start looking at shit like a business uh, more. And it's like, it's fun when you start looking at it as a business. It's not daunting. It's like, it gives you more confidence because you know now how to navigate through the woods of this music industry. You know, mm-hmm. you're not walking in blind. We hear so many stories about labels fucking over artists and producers. You know what I'm saying? It still happens. So get your knowledge up. Uh, understand that this is a business. Get your business knowledge up. Get your music business knowledge up. And it'll just make you be more confident. You know what I'm saying? Have yeah. And be consistent. It shows that you know your stuff. You know, like you're not... Because I feel like if you show up and you don't know what you're doing, then you're vulnerable and they can see that. They can clearly see that. But if you walk in and you know what you're doing, you know what you're talking about, you know what to do, what not to do, then they look at you differently. Of course. Of course. You know, and it's just like a natural, it's weird. It's, it's, I don't want to say there's people who would take advantage of, there's bad people who take advantage of shit. There's good people who still take advantage of shit. It's like a natural thing. Like in business, if you don't know, if you don't know, you don't know. And if you know, you know. And to protect yourself as an artist, you're going as an artist, first off, you got to understand this is a music business that makes billions of dollars a year run by men and women who are not musicians. They're business people. So if you don't have any business knowledge, there's so many laws, clauses, fucking loopholes and shit in this shit that will lead to, that could be the difference between you making a lot of money or you getting totally fucked. And you know what I'm saying? That's why at the end of the day, man, 
the knowledge and the understanding of the business side and, and, and switching to that lens is just going to empower you as an artist more so you don't get taken advantage of and you can just be more confident because how confident and how good are you going to feel about making music if you're getting fucked by a label and you can't even fucking go in the studio because they won't pay for the time or you can't even release music because the contract said nah we and, or they feel whenever they feel like it they'll release it like mm-hmm. you can be locked into shit like that dog, all the time we see it on instagram all the time motherfucker i'm quitting music my label's giving me shit bro the knowledge will save you you know what i'm saying get your knowledge up and build and, and put your legwork in to build your leverage you know what i'm saying that's that's what it's all about but um but yeah i'm sorry i'm just trying to drive home the fact that artists need to understand that this is a business and uh look at it from that perspective understand sales marketing and business and uh it'll just properly prepare you for actually being able to someday maybe make some money off this shit mm-hmm. it's definitely possible and and if you want to stay independent you know i've there's a lane for that too yeah but it still requires you understanding business right yeah you can't you know all of this shit requires you understanding business mm-hmm. and it's not that complicated the business ain't that complicated it's 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 a product or a service you got to understand you got to have the the means for to operate it and to run it like say you're a producer your product is is music beats you got the operation you got the studio set up at the crib boom you own the you own the means for operation you know what i'm saying you make as many beats as you desire and you could resell as many of that shit or get as many streams as possible so after you got the product and you made it now the next part is marketing that product Polishing it, packaging it, mixing and mastering it, whoopie whoop whoop, artwork. Now you gotta market it. You gotta market that shit effectively to the right people who are into that type of music. And slowly, with consistency over time, creating content, putting it out, and marketing consistently, boom, 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 building, doing shows, doing networking. That shit'll build up. And next thing you know, you're following the build up. Next thing you know, real people are pop- coming to your shows. And it's just a slow, gradual build. You know what I'm saying? Every fucking sequoia tree started off as an acorn. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's that's how you gotta look at your career, man. You just gotta keep watering that shit if you want to see it keep growing. Yeah, it takes a lot of work to um, like to get to that place. Cause I remember when I first started out, like I had unreal goals. I guess you can say, you know, like yeah. I was like a year in, and I was thinking, you know, like within a year, I'm gonna be this big artist, right. big producer, touring everywhere. Yeah. But after after actually doing the work and seeing the numbers that I'm getting, I realize it's it's going to take a lot more work than than what I initially thought. Yeah, and it's a it's a good thing because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, be careful what you wish for. You know, what if you what if you would have fucked around and blew up a, a year in, and you're still fucking you know green, and you don't even know like you don't know the business. You know, you're barely you know you barely know shit. And now you got contracts in front of you, lawyers and everything. And then you next thing you know, you sign some shit and you're touring or whatever. But now you're a slave. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everything's taken off the top and all you're getting is 7%, you know, like, and you produced and mixed in and everything. Like crazy shit, bro. But, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you got to be careful what you wish for. Because like, I used to think the same thing. I used to be like, man, we're going to blow up fucking next year, this year. It's over with. And then yeah. I'm so grateful that those things didn't happen because I wasn't ready for those problems. I wasn't ready for those circumstances. I wasn't mature enough. I yeah. wasn't, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't mature enough as a person. I wasn't mature enough understanding business. 
wasn't mature enough in, in a lot of ways. And so a lot of times, man, what can seem like a, a negative is really a positive, man, because everything yeah. happens in great, perfect timing, especially if you're working. You know, it's going to happen when it's meant to happen and when, yeah. you really can, and when you really are able to capitalize on it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like you being in the dirt, grinding day by day, you know, going back to what we said earlier, it, it teaches you a lot more than just honing in on your craft. Like that's, that's just surface level stuff, you know, everything that comes with it. If you blow up like tomorrow, then you're unprepared for the success. Like you're not meant to like to be there. Like, that's what I believe, you know, like, um, uh, two chains, he said this one thing where it, it changed my perspective. He says, when he comes out with the hit, like a banger, and like the number one song, he gets scared. He gets scared because what if the next song, he's like, what if I can't follow up? And people would say, um, this song isn't as good, or, oh, he flopped. Right, right. You know what right, I mean? Right. So the Success moment- is scary. Yeah. That's scarier than failure. It's, you're already used to success. Once you got that, now you're at the top. Now you're a target, and now everybody's waiting to see you fall. Everybody's exactly. looking forward to like that next thing not hitting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and not everyone is is meant to be successful. Like as hard as that, you know, like as mean or harsh as that sounds, it it's not because what, what is successful? It, I, what I believe is everybody is meant to be successful, but successful. In the in the way that is true to you as an individual, right, right, not the successful that the general blank is successful. No, yeah, yeah, grand, famous, beautiful mm -hmm. model, and I'm a millionaire. Like that's mm -hmm. some bullshit. Like because there's a motherfucker right now who makes sixty grand a year, has a family, has a house, loves his fucking people he works with. He doesn't give a shit. He's not really gonna take a risk. He doesn't want to fucking do no crazy business. He's he's comfortable and he's happy. Raising mm -hmm. a family, putting his kids through school, and he's successful because he's happy. Happiness is real success. So, you know, motherfuckers be chasing things because they think that it'll make them happy. But really, you're supposed to be happy on your chase. So mm -hmm. that when whatever you do obtain, you know what I mean, you already kind of won because you're already happy. So you're right. not, your, your well-being isn't in the hands of whether you make it or not. Because if you mm -hmm. put your well-being into the hands of if I make it or not, bro, you're fucked. Because if you don't make it, you're going to get destroyed. Right. And then if you do make it, and if you do make it, now your whole identity is tied into that success. So yeah. when you don't have success for a millisecond, you're going to feel like destroyed as an mm -hmm. individual. Yeah. Like, I guess the success I'm talking about is what the general population thinks for like for example right let's say somebody's working they're making 40 g's a year they hit the lottery they you know retire like like they think they're successful but what i meant when i said that not everyone is meant to be successful is somebody that doesn't know finance they don't know how to save money how to control their money flow all that stuff right they win the lottery they don't know how to handle that yeah and 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 we've all heard stories of these lottery winners. What happens to them? Broke you know? in a couple years. Exactly. So that's why I meant by not everyone's meant to be successful. Because for me, people win lottery. Everybody can be successful, right? But to maintain that, it's, it's a different conversation. That's the thing, though. How do you learn how to maintain that? You learn it from the journey and the process. Exactly. Yeah. You don't, you don't there's no, nothing in life happens in the flip of a switch. You know, movies 
a great movies and some and a lot of great stories about real people they make it they condense the fucking detail so much that it seems like he went and seen this and then everything changed and he created the billion dollar company like no motherfucker a lot of nuance we're human beings a lot of details but yeah the process and the journey to success is what equips you and trains you it's like the boot camp before you go to war you need that so that you can be an effective soldier on the field. If you just go from here in your crib and the next thing you know, we just put you in the fucking front lines of Afghanistan and give you a gun, how likely are you to survive or even kill anybody? You're gonna fucking die or fucking risk the lives of your whole fucking troop. That's why the process is what trains you so that you can, when, uh the tide shifts you can hold that shit you know mm -hmm. what i mean yeah it's like training bro you, you, you go from 130 pounds uh <clears throat> if you want to be able to lift that fucking car off the ground you're gonna have to get in the gym and work out for a couple years and then you're gonna probably be strong enough to pick that motherfucker up but right now you're not strong enough yeah so if, if i throw that car at you hey pick that up you're gonna fucking you're not gonna you're gonna break yeah right? yeah exactly as like a superhero fucking like i throw a car <laughs> like nah but you know what I mean? like it's about building strength mental strength spiritual strength business strength uh strategy strength mm -hmm. those things will help you when you finally do when things finally turn you're able to hold it and keep it and and grow it mm -hmm. you know? if you get if you get a, if i got a fucking bunch of money right now millions in the bank account one of the first feelings I'm probably going to feel is scared that I'm going to lose it. So I'm going to be, hold on. That's what most would do too. They're scared. They're scared about every little fucking thing. They're broke as shit and they're scared. So yeah. If you fuck around and get money, you're going to be scared too. Money is only going to amplify your mindset, the mindset you have. Do you have a growth mindset or do you have a, a fixed mindset that's fr frozen in time and doesn't want to learn anything? Yeah. You know? You got a fixed mindset and you got a bunch of money. You're just going to do a bunch of the same shit that you've been doing just on a grander scale until it's all gone. If you have a growth mindset and you hit the lotto, you just might fuck around and build a fucking billion dollar company if you're smart enough. Yeah. But, but yeah, man. Uh, sorry, I, I just be going, bro. My bad. Uh, but yeah, dog. Yeah, it's the, the journey is what's going to equip you. Give you the training necessary so that you'll be straight when shit when when the time comes for you. We're talking a lot about success and all that shit, and that's cute. But uh, yeah, but I, I, I want what I will feel like driving home continuously too is just yeah, it's all about the process, man. The process, and I think that's what we're trying to get to too. And that's what you're saying, like the consistency and the loving the process, you know, and being patient. You know, we're both kind of on our the starts of our journeys right now you know what i mean yeah but um how long have you been making music um i want to say about three years probably yeah around three years yeah huh? and um yeah it's how'd you get into it how'd i get into it man i um i went to school uh i majored in biology and i just didn't like it anymore you know i and don't get me wrong i mean like i I've tried to volunteer at hospitals. I, I worked at a pharmacy and it just, I never found passion in it. You know, like I, I always hear um, at that time I was kind of like already in a way on this road to self-improvement. And one thing I heard was like, 
a lot of people die thinking like like wishing thinking about stuff they didn't do versus stuff that they already done and for me to just be a uh, in the medical field all my life it's just it doesn't seem that fun it didn't seem like appealing to me yeah. and so like um you know like shout out to my girlfriend because she was a like she's a graphic designer so then she's all, always been a, a a really creative person and then she got me thinking about what is it that i like to do so you know like i had a like a deep conversation with myself you know like think about what is it that i like to do like what is it that i love to do then it it always came back to music because um i would drive listening to music i would work out listening to music it's just like i can't function like like if i'm doing stuff like by myself studying or uh jogging or driving whatever i, I just had to have music yeah. like it, like it got bad to the point where if my music isn't up if i'm not playing my music i'm not driving like it <laughs> it got bad. you know so then like i just kind of sat and and i thought what is it that i love and it that was always the answer and so that's how I got into it. And then from then, I just, you know, committed to it and, and I never looked back. And don't get me wrong, you know, like, although I, I set my mind on it, I struggled with consistency a lot, you know, like, um, like same as you, you know, like I, I was going hard for like a week, two weeks, whatever. Then I just kind of laid back and, and not make anything for, you know, however long, but then um something happened in in 2020 i've just been been giving my all and i haven't looked back like every day i'm i'm busy now like i i go to work during my lunch break you already know i make i'm pumping out a video and then once i get home i chill for a little bit and from like i want to say nine or ten up until two to three in the morning i'm always doing some and wake up around 6 30 the next day rinse and repeat until you know like i posted on twitter the other day while i was editing my video i fell asleep right here at my desk i fell asleep right here it was like two in the morning i woke up and um, it would be like five in the morning i stayed up i made some to drink like some tea or some water um, i finished editing the video pumped it out like i i scheduled it to to post at work I, I finished it and you know and that type of work ethic and mindset did not come overnight it, it took me a long time but now it's just like i can i can either boss up or i can make excuses you know i can boss up or bullshit it's 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 that black and white it's yeah. it's not difficult yeah yeah and you know yeah it's really just about fucking like the only competition you got is a little bitch inside you yeah that little bitch inside you is your only competition because that the bitch inside you is the one that said oh i didn't sleep good let me roll over and stay in bed snooze you know what i'm saying snooze that shit another hour please you know oh i gotta cook fuck that mcdonald's that's a little bitch inside you being lazy mm -hmm. little bitch inside you that doesn't want to work out the little bitch inside you that has an hour to spare but you're not going to make a beat you know what I'm saying? Because the little bitch inside you rather watch TV. Yeah. It's about conquering the little bitch inside you that doesn't want to see you actualize yourself. It just wants to chill. You know what I'm saying? 
when and when you slowly it's a slow thing too man it's the people think they got to go zero to 100 and go nah you go zero to fucking one zero to two then you build all the way to 10 and you keep building like today like for example like you're consistently i fuck with that like today bro i didn't i slept like three hours last night i went to sleep like at midnight woke up like at 3 40 uh and laid in bed for like another hour and a half upset that i couldn't go back to sleep and I finally got up groggy as fuck at around 5.36 in the morning, said fuck it, meditated, got, got, got in the studio, and started making a beat. And I'm still going off like no stupid shit. And that was me conquering the little bitch. Because mm-hmm. me three months ago would have been, nah, roll over, lay in bed till 10 a.m. till I felt better, till I felt I got enough sleep. Then I'll motherfucking get up. Nah, these days, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit if I slept enough. It's time to get up. The sun is out. Get in the studio. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's yeah. Do. Yeah, I agree, man. Like, the thing that um, that gets me going is, is, like, don't stop if you're tired or, you know, not feeling it. Stop when you're done, you know? Yeah. Like, like when I was yeah. editing my video, I was like, I had, like, a few hours of sleep. I slept on my chair and it's not even a comfortable chair either, but I, I kept going at it until I was done. And then right after I laid in bed for like five, 10 minutes and then I went to work after. And that's a, and, and there's certain tasks that you can do like that. Like maybe editing the video wasn't, didn't require that much complexity. So you can do that shit kind of groggy and off sleep, but making a fucking beat from scratch that you want to actually put some care into you may not want to, you know, you may not want to be one hour asleep and then I got to wake up, go to work. You know, like you're probably not going to be that motivated. Yeah. To really get into your bag if you're all fucked up, you know. So there's a there's a balance to this shit, too. You can't just, you know, you need sleep. You need to eat right. And you need to fucking exercise your body a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, But yeah, like that task. Yeah. Too, you could do that shit probably easily with like barely any sleep. But there's certain tasks that require more detail and more. You need to be rested to really get them shits driven home correctly, you know what I mean? But uh, but yeah, dog, I, but it's about figuring out yourself. It's about experimenting with your schedule and experimenting with your process to mm-hmm. to see what works best for you, you know what I'm saying? Most people yeah. don't ever experiment. Motherfuckers don't experiment because we're fucking, we're, that's the thing. Stubbornness can be good when it comes to chasing your dream, but it also could be the Achilles heel in certain areas of your life if you're not willing to change or willing to adapt or adjust things to maybe help you uh get where you want to go a little faster you know what i'm saying yeah and it's all about those baby steps you know um that's all it's about man it's just the day all you got is today you know people be sometimes this is how i used to feel i used to get overwhelmed by big grand goals like Cause I have like the, think about, they would say, think about your big life goal. And I'm like, all right, that's a lot of shit I got to accomplish. And I'm like, okay. And then like, I wasn't able to really break it down into what do I do today then? I'd be with that goal and I'd be overwhelmed. And if anything, it'll make me freeze and fuck around and just watch some Netflix. Ah, it's too much. It's like overwhelming. But then when I stopped, I got a big picture. But when I took the big picture and just said, okay, what do I, what should I do today that'll add up to the big picture? Mm-hmm. I just focus on that shit. 
I yeah. get up, I meditate, I make I make music. And then if I keep doing that every single day, how much music am I gonna have in a year? How much are my skills gonna increase? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You know, and then mix that with networking and marketing myself continuously and consistently too. Things might take a turn, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. You know, like we've been talking about the process and the journey. What, what's a few things that's, that's guided you, like, like, like that's kept you going? Because I know like sometimes we do get tired and sometimes we do want to give up, even if we're like going hard, right? But what's that one thing that, that just the moment you think about it or you, you experience it, it again, you just overcome it. So like, what's that one thing that's, that's helped you and, and guided you? Sort of like what's like been my anchor to keep me going throughout the process. Something that's kept me strong or like. Yeah. Like, like what's your why? Oh, what's my why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Oh man. My why is that I don't have another one. I don't have any, there's nothing else. This is it. Like it's, it's hard to say like my why, because I believe in, in it because I, because this is who I am. It's not even like there's some grand fucking purpose. This is just who I am. I've always been a musician. Always. I've always been a writer. I've always been a lyricist. I've always been a vocalist. I've always been a leader. I've always been musical. I've always been this. And, and, but I haven't always nurtured this true nature of myself, this artist nature. I haven't nurtured it to its fullest. Um, but, and what's kept me going, even when I fell off the path, which I did many fucking times for years, was, man, just, I just honestly, bro, it's like it calls me. Like, I can't go. I've, done, I've gone like a whole year, barely anything, but I've never gone a year in my life since I started making music without at least writing one verse or one song, at least in a year span of time. I can't get away. No matter what, every year I'm making something, some type of musical piece. And ever since I met my friends, my team, they remind me of who I am too, because they believe in me, you know, like with all their heart and soul. And I believe in them. So I don't know, bro. I just, I, I, as much as I, it's funny. It's like kind of like, I don't know if you ever experienced something like when you're trying to, or like when you're kind of avoiding something or you're kind of low key running away from something, but then some, it's like no matter what you do, you keep running into it. You know what I'm saying? Like it keeps coming back into your 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 vision. Like, hey, remember this? That's how music has been for me my whole life. I can't run from it, dog. It's just it's always calling me. And mm-hmm. I have great and I have great friends and people who believe in me and my music. And they've they've kind of also kept the flame alive within me when I sometimes uh, let it go out. You know what I'm saying? But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. Honestly, dude, if I had to just get down to the core, it's just who I am. I didn't have to really find music or I didn't have to like seek my passion. It low key found me. Like it just landed on me at 12 years old. I can't you not kid you not. Like, mm-hmm. I swear to God, I still live my day today, bro. I'm 31. I live my life still according to that decision I made when I was 12. Everything my life has become and the whole path. I can the start of it all was from that decision mm-hmm. because that guided a lot of my decisions in my life. I've been in the streets, gangs, guns, drugs, 
I've been around it all. And what helped me navigate through those dark places also was just I had music. For some reason, I just felt like I was worth more. I had something that made me feel valuable. You know, Mm -hmm. it made me feel like I had something valuable to contribute to the world. I had a skill. I had a voice. I got something to say. You know what I mean? But yeah, I just love this shit, bro. I love music. I love this shit. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't get away from it. You know what I'm saying? I don't care about the money. I don't. You know what I'm saying? That's why I make music the way I make it. That's why it's so, that's why it's good. It's because I love it. You know what I'm saying? And now, for the first time, am I getting to understand the business side? Because now I, I'm a grown ass man with a family and I have no choice but to elevate the business side of myself so that my art can actually reach more people and potentially give me the lifestyle that I want. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing for you to say that because, um, you know, like I said earlier, a lot of people, they, they get into it for the wrong reasons. And, you know, like, don't get it messed up. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure we all thought about the money, like when we first started, because the, yeah. like, the money funds what you want to do. But, you know, after doing it for so long, you kind of realize that, um, we all want the money. We all want the yeah. beautiful girls. We all want the fucking, we all want to look like cool. We want to be the man. You know, you have those moments and, and those thoughts, especially when you're younger and shit. Yeah. But man, honestly, I was never, even when I was in high school, when I was a teenager and I was doing shit, I was never driven by those, by those things, dog. Like, it's one thing about me. Like, I never was driven by the wrong things. I didn't care about the bitches. I didn't care about money. I didn't care about none of that shit. I got my, all I cared about was the social credit that I got from rapping and everybody hearing me and going, (laughs) (laughs) and I feel like, oh shit. And then like coming back the next time with another fucking freestyle or another verse that's going to make them shit themselves again. That is why I did this shit. I didn't Mm -hmm. care about nothing else. I I did it for that fucking feeling, that reaction. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Yeah. yeah, bro. Yeah, I feel like once you get to that point where you're doing what you want to do since 12 years old on like a grander scale, I feel like that can't come from anything else. Because I played some shows, you know, like I got booked for some gigs and the the energy that you give off and the energy that you get back from the crowd, it's it's unmatched. Like, I don't think anything can can replace that feeling, you know? Um, like you with your crowd in high school, um, you know, freestyling, beatboxing and stuff to have that crowd reciprocate that energy that you put out. It's unmatched. And, and I felt the same way when I played a few shows and it's just that, that genuine love. And it's just, it takes you to another place. It grounds you because while I'm in the moment and, and I'm playing my show and, or playing my gig, whatever, it just grounds me. And it reminds me why I love it so much. Yeah, bro. It's like it's like a tangible, energetic, spiritual fucking thing going on. It's like because when you create something, bro, you're working on a different plane. It's it's not just physical; it's spiritual. You're creating from a different part of yourself. So that's why when you share that with the world or, or with people, and they react positively to that that creation, it's like they're it's like they're giving your soul a hug. You know what I mean? It's like, 
You know what I mean? It's not just, it's like, bro, like I made this. It's like, yo, and y'all fuck with this? Like, bro, it's just like, it's weird, bro. It's like kind of like instant chemistry. When You know what I mean? Like when you meet somebody and you got instant chemistry, it's like that feeling, bro. And we know every time you ever have met a girl and you talk to her and it's like that instant chemistry, it's like that's the best shit. It feels like, yo, this is just flowing. It's wonderful. Yeah. That's kind of the same shit that happens with musicians when we share our music with people and they give us that vibe. It's like, especially the people that really connect immediately, it's that instant chemistry and it's that feeling that we just get addicted to, man. Yeah. Like it's that connection to other people, bro. We're, we're human beings, we're social animals, and we're fucking, everything we do in life is driven by connection. Mm-hmm. You want to connect with others. You brush your teeth because you want to be able to talk with people and them like talking to you instead of, and not, and not smell no funky ass breath. You wash your ass because you know, socially, you not washing your ass is going to cause problems. You know what I mean? You dress nicer because you, well, you got a girlfriend. If you were single, you dress nice because you are hoping to attract the mate. We're doing everything in our lives. Everything that we, every decision we make in our life is driven in some way, shape, or form or connected to how will, how will this be perceived by others? Will this make me be loved and accepted or will it be, make me not be loved and accepted? We do a lot of things unrealizing that we're all just trying to be loved. We buy the clothes you buy, products you buy, everything you do, the experience you do. You're trying to connect with humans. You're trying to bond. You're trying to be loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I took, th- I took this shit real deep, but that's that's facts. When you break it all down, everything you do is just to connect with human beings because mm-hmm. we all just want to feel loved and accepted. And that's really the game of life, right there. Everything. Look at every decision you make. It all ties back to that. Yeah, and. I think when you make somebody feel that way with your music, that's the most genuine thing. One of the EDM producers that um, that's like big in the game, he says, if you create music and, you know, it doesn't matter how long you've been doing it, how much music you make, if one person is impacted or, or changed by what you do, it's all worth it. You know, that's, that's the exact reason why when I get one view or two views on my on my videos or my podcast, whatever, it excites me because if they're inspired and like it changes their life, great. That gives me like like another feeling. But if they're not, that's fine too. But you never know, you never know. So that's why I keep pushing out content and, and do what I do, you know? Cause one day somewhere, somehow, it might affect that one person. And then you gain your first diehard fan. And then next thing you know, you have two and three, and then a hundred, and then a thousand, and then it just takes off from there, you know? Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. One person at a time, man. Just like one day at a time, one beat at a time, one podcast at a time. And, you know, it's it's just about stacking these things up, man, and doing it genuinely, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah. And And another thing about that is, too, like, when you're putting yourself out there, people can really feel when you're being genuine and when you're just faking it to make it because like nowadays with social media, like once you have the spotlight on you, people will dig and dig and dig to find anything on you. You know what I mean? So if you're being yourself from the get go, you put yourself out there, you, 
you face humility, you face all the downfalls that you've had, like you face everything, like you face all your demons, then nobody has anything to say about you. You put yourself out there already. You know what I mean? Um, I always think about uh, Eminem and 8 Mile. Mm. Like the last the last battle, you know, he he talked all that shit about himself and then his opponent is left speechless. He can't say anything because once you put yourself in that position, then you hold the power like within yourself like you're not giving anybody you take the power away from them from them from thinking that they can use your demons against you yeah but when you when you're snuggling with your own demons can't nobody say shit to you you know yeah, what i mean exactly at the end of the day we all are humans and we shouldn't be throwing stones in glass houses mm-hmm. but you know it's like it doesn't always work that way so you know, be genuine and be authentic. Like your audience can tell, you know? So, and, and the thing about that is like, it doesn't, it doesn't cost you anything to be true to yourself. No, you know, but it, but it does though. At least people think it does. Yeah. Yeah. People think it does. Because like, what did I just say? I just said, everything we do in our lives is driven by the fact that we want to be connected and we want to feel loved. Mm-hmm. If we feel that something about us because of society, because of our family, because of the social dynamics at school, something about us will cut off that love or that connection or diminish that for us, we will hide that in shame or maybe pretend or maybe act like something different, wear different clothes. You know, we see this all through high school when everybody's trying to figure themselves out. But even human beings continue to shit even when they go into adulthood. We be so scared to be our true selves because we feel like our true selves are not lovable. That's why you're not being your authentic self. And, we, and it's doubly hard in a society where we don't, we don't big up being your true self. Mm-hmm. We big up a lot of superficial bullshit. So a lot of people are chasing the superficial bullshit because we're all still human and we all want love and connection. And we're seeing that the, this, the whole group is saying money, success, status, that's how you get it. Okay, let me chase that to find my love and get that love and connection that I need. Mm-hmm. But that's not the way, you know what I'm saying? It's really yeah. just about, but it takes, to get to the, the, the shit you're talking and the shit I'm talking, to get to this point where it really takes just being, spending a lot of time with yourself learning about yourself becoming more self-aware you know what i'm saying uh making decisions on your for yourself you know what i'm saying uh for your own personal development and growth because that's how you get to the point where you can see the world in this way anyways Mm -hmm. most people don't spend enough time by themselves so they're we're highly ridiculously influenced by the environment and and the people around us you're never alone or outside of that environment or away from those people you're never going to think differently because you're always in that vibe you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying yeah if you're you know if if you're always breathing you know if you're over here in this garage and the car's on you're in this environment where you're breathing in co2 you got to get out of there you know what i'm saying you need to go get you some fresh air yeah So, so many people don't realize is that how how strongly they're influenced by their environment and the people around them and like yeah. I said, we're humans, so we need those people around us. We need that social connection. Sometimes, though, for most of us, that social connection is actually the thing that's holding us back from living our dreams and living the life that we really want. Yeah. It all starts with you. You know, it's, it's all about what you want, 
Um, yeah, it starts with being able to hear your own voice more clearly than the, everything outside of you. Because mm -hmm. you know everybody's got a voice and opinion about how you should live your life throughout your whole life. Your family, your friends, your fucking girlfriend, your fucking parents. Everybody's got a voice and an opinion about how you should live your life, how your spirit should manifest itself in this world. No, you got to listen to your soul. You got to listen to your heart. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? If you follow your heart, you will never be led astray. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm yeah. And when you and that, but it, yeah, it takes it takes being alone so that you can quiet out the noise, be by yourself, and hear your own voice. If you're always just in the sauce, lost in the sauce, always with the crowd, always at the parties, always at work, always around your family, and you never spend time alone with yourself, you're never gonna be able to hear what you really want to fucking say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of people like don't realize that spending time with yourself can bring a lot of clarity. And it's one thing they don't understand about all these rich people that they look up to. Those motherfuckers spend a lot of time by themselves. That's how they got there. Because mm -hmm. you have to reassess everything in life, especially if you don't come from an environment of rich people and business people that give you the fucking framework, you know, to jump off from. If you come from shit, you have no choice but to get to a point where you learn how to spend a lot of time with yourself, develop yourself, get your skills up. And then come back into the world with something to contribute. Yeah, but like I realize whether you're on either end of the spectrum, whether it's handed to you on a silver platter or you have to work for it, like there's no excuse. You know, like I've I I like listening to a lot of, of stories of, of people that's been in the dirt and they've, you know, like they got to where they want to be. And on the flip side, you always hear about these successful people that they also get to where they want to be, even though they're handed their stuff on a silver platter. Yeah. So they still had to do the work. Exactly. So then like that puts me in a mindset where it's like, it doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, what your situation environment is. If you want it that bad, you'll find a way to make it happen. Yeah. And that's really what it comes down to, man. It's like, how bad do you want a different life? Mm -hmm. If you you know, but there's a thing though, like, you need to you need to get clear. If you're not, you know, clarity can only come from silence. It can only come from stepping away from what you're used to. You know, you need some perspective change. You see mm -hmm. but, uh, but yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's a spend some time alone. Get out of your environment. Switch your environment up. Get a different perspective. It'll refresh your mind, and maybe you'll start seeing things differently and moving a little different. I totally agree, man. Um, there's one thing that I like to ask my guests at the end of the episode or end of the podcast. So what sets you apart from the crowd? What sets me apart from the crowd? Me. Yeah. Me. I am me. I am him. There is no other me. You know, I'm not going to say the attributes. I'm not going to say this is better than theirs. I'm not in competition with nobody. Not a soul on this earth am I in competition with. <laughs> I'm only in competition with me. And what sets me apart is I'm me. There's not another person named, there's not another drift in this world that looks like me, sounds like me, thinks like me, acts like me, got sauce like me, makes the music that I make like me. They don't exist. I am it. Mm -hmm. So what sets me apart is me being me the most authentically and genuine as I possibly can be unapologetically. 
Right. That's that's it. And then, you know, I think that's what people got to understand more too, man, is that you are a one of one. You know when motherfuckers make those one of one watches, those one of one shoes, those one of one pieces of clothing? There's only one. You're only you're the only one of you. Right. And let that give you the confidence, you know what I'm saying? That if you're really coming from your true, natural, authentic voice, it's going to resonate with the people it's meant to resonate with. You know, does that mean you're going to be as famous as fucking goddamn Selena Gomez? Maybe not, you know, but shit, you might fuck around and impact a thousand people's lives in a very profound way. And they might impact your life in a very profound way. So, yeah. At the end of the day, you know, remember that you are one of one. And no matter what, whenever you speak from your authentic voice, it's the only one in the world that sounds like that. I love it, man. I just want to say thank you for your time. I appreciate you coming on to the podcast, man. Of course, man. This was dope. It was a solid episode. I feel like we covered a lot. <laughs> yeah, we just we didn't really talk about music. We just talked about, like, fucking life and personal development and shit and discipline. You know, it can all go back to, to music production and, and being an artist. Because... To be a music producer, an artist, or or whatever you want to be, you have to equip yourself with the right skills, the right mindset, like to navigate through you know all the nonsense that's that's happening um, in the world, in the industry, whatever it is. You know, you have to be equipped with the right tools and pulling knowledge and um, skills from different aspects, different industries, like whatever you have to do, equip yourself with the right tools that you need and use them to your advantage you know facts and the best tools are the ones that are within you it's all in your motherfucking mind and in your heart man exactly yeah well yeah thank you again for coming on today's episode i really do appreciate it yeah for sure man this was dope thanks for having me so for everybody listening where can they go to find you on your socials well on instagram you can find me there probably the easiest uh drift underscore we team go that's d-r-i-f-t underscore w-e-t-e-a-m-g-o so that wraps up today's episode make sure you go follow him take care take care brother so thank you for listening to this video i hope you found a lot of value a lot of motivation i feel like we talked about some really great things to help your production and learn about the business and help build a mindset to help you succeed in the best way that you can. So again, thank you for listening and hope you have a great day.